Blog Talk Radio. Abide the idea of questioning. 
We all have our life stories. I'm sure we can all speak to times in which we felt shut down. We maybe didn't question enough during those times in our lives, but many of us can also point to some of the most important times of our lives being those times when we opened ourselves up, when we couldn't help it, because questions come. They often come unannounced and uninvited. If you think that you can actually exist within some uniform range, whatever that might be, questions arrive and we should welcome them. And that's what this show is about tonight. It's yet another very simple exploration. And even at that, as I'm speaking to you, it feels somewhat courageous to be talking about this. And it shouldn't, is the point. It should not feel courageous to suggest that questioning is okay. We are going to find, if we look around us at just about any issue that you can think of, that there are questions. Those questions help us to define where we are, who we are, who we choose to be together, who we are individually, and who we allow the other people in our lives, and even strangers to be. We may think that some things are so outside the lines that that is unacceptable to us. But we still, if we believe, and this is where I get into the spiritual aspect of this show, if we truly believe in free exploration and why we are here, we are here to make free choices. We are here to be free. Some of those choices are not going to be particularly functional. I will say that. But every society has within it that expectation that if it is a functional society, that there will be free choice. Because otherwise, you're totally shut down. Of course, some choices are not good ones. Of course, society needs to set some limits on some of those choices. But that fundamental freedom remains. But here I'm really talking about freedom of exploration, whether that's spiritual exploration, whether that's an exploration of where you fit in how you view the world, what there are very real groups in our world, what groups do we choose to be a part of, what groups do we choose to leave, because that can be a really challenging choice but when it comes to us when we know that whatever it is in a definition or a group that we simply can't 
be a part of anymore. When we know that deep down and when you do, you know. And it may not be so easy to step away. And sometimes you step away in degrees where you can accept certain things but not other things. But the importance of all of this is lately, it seems, in our dialogue, in the way that we talk with one another, we don't allow enough questioning. And that, my friends, is a form of fundamentalism. Fundamentalism arises in many ways. And fundamentalism, when it comes up, when there is no questioning, when there is no freedom, when it is either this way or the highway, and it often is articulated in minuscule detail, it's a very, very challenging path for those who are caught up within it. That doesn't mean that you can't be sincere about a set of beliefs. You certainly can. That doesn't mean that you can't say to, you know, that you believe this set of beliefs is important. You certainly can. But the key, the key to all of it is you have to allow people the freedom to explore and to question. And in fact, even if there are some core beliefs that we believe as a society we need to go productively forward, whatever those might be, the only way each individual truly comes to term with that is through their own exploration and questioning. It's that simple because anything else, becomes rote. We are not robots. And those things can sometimes arise later in life. Now, some things may come to us as very obvious, of course. But there are always going to be those things that have nuances. And again, this may seem like such a a fundamental lesson to use that word fundamental in a different way. But we're missing it so often. And in the process of missing just how important it is to especially, well, actually, I am not going to place a priority over ourselves and others. But in each case, if we don't give ourselves that freedom, We're not going to live a very functional life. We're not going to find ourselves to a space of peace. And we're not going to really allow those around us to find that peace either. You may hope that some person in your life will see the light, however that light is defined for you. But I can tell you right now, You can certainly have conversations, and I think that's wonderful. But you need to give that person space. You need to give that person the resources or the ability to find the resources they need to come to peace with whatever it is, whether it's spirituality, whether it's politics, whether it's how they choose to live their lives, pretty much 
everything, how to parent, so many different things. And there are always going to be some nuances and there are always going to be some norms and some accepted things that are simply being a civilized society, those things. And over time, those things become clear to us. And some things are open to more questions than others. I would tell you that when I used to be a part of the Oprah Forum, which I've mentioned a couple times now lately, because without that, this show wouldn't exist at all. I think what we tended to do most of all was question one another in a way. We'd talk about how we felt and also just ask questions ourselves. Like, what about that? I just don't know what to think about this. And then we'd help each other to explore. Sometimes people would say, oh, don't dare to say that. Don't question. But rarely. Usually people welcomed that kind of exploration. Before I ever wrote in the Oprah Forum many years ago, I used to be part of a Christian's apo- Christian apologetics forum where I was someone who was just a, a poster on that forum. And that forum was totally about questioning. Now, there may have been leaders in that forum and people there who felt a very clear and defined way for themselves, although even that they tended to, to debate the nuances of whatever that way was. But questioning was important. When you're listening to the news today, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, far too often what comes to us as the news is actually an editorial. Now, you can choose to believe in whatever that editorializing conveys. But I really invite you to look more closely at how we are receiving our information today. And I also invite you, even if you are feel you are totally firm on whatever you believe about something, about your way in the world, about what you choose to believe, about how you choose to affiliate, I will tell you that nothing can help you more to understand other people and actually to to understand how you choose to navigate forward in whatever that way is than listening to an alternative source. There are lots of sources out there, and they're not always obvious what they are. This is one source, perhaps, although I don't go too deeply into news stories here. I hope that I help you, those of you who are listening, no matter what your point of view, to explore a bit more, to open up, to be a person who looks to build bridges to people, because that's what my time on the Oprah Forum and the others who spent time there, that's what it was about. Now, I was specifically, I had defined myself as a bridge builder because I wanted to build bridges. I I genuinely wanted and often through the process of honest questioning myself, honest exploration, I genuinely wanted others to meet me 
on that bridge. Do you realize when you ask a question, when you are open and you allow that space to other people, that is an incredibly loving thing to do. That is the very definition of unconditional love. And more and more, that's what we're called to. This is a spiritual program. Lately, we've talked about how that then manifests in who we are in the world. But it is a spiritual program. And I have said more than once that a belief that many of us share is this notion of omnipresent love. Even if you are an atheist or an agnostic, you share that on some level, that you want there to be, you know, human compassion for one another. You don't even have to embrace the notion of the divine in any way to see that. And although often atheists are accused of things that, Many, many times are not true. And what is an agnostic, for heaven's sake? In fact, I'll tell you. Quite some time ago, I interacted with an atheist on Twitter. It's been many years. And this person, I think they, 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 were, they had defined like the a what is atheist, atheism page or something like that. And the more that I talked to this person, I, I learned something I didn't know that really the definition of atheism has expanded to include agnosticism, that there were a lot of people within that fold who they just didn't know. They may have drawn some conclusions about certain definitions of God that they didn't choose to ever embrace those definitions, and you would hear that. But there was also this openness there to wanting to explore, that they just hadn't been given any reason to believe in God. And that's why they define themselves as an atheist. We need to love one another enough and ourselves to allow that space of questioning. We need to open the doors to learning more about what another person thinks. You may be on a totally different page as that other person. But the fascinating thing is when people start to listen to one another and to talk and not not fight all the time about it. It doesn't matter. There are things that that you may find very objectionable. I understand that. But it's incredibly helpful to open up that space where it's safe to talk about something. The talking stick concept, you may have heard of that. It involves acceptance. When I was in a Quaker gathering some years ago, when I used to go to a Quaker church, and this was a, an unprogrammed or a non-programmed Quaker gathering, meaning that there was no message, 
there was kind of a minister. This one was sort of, I don't know, it was kind of in between because Quaker gatherings now, they can be all over the map. Some of them, you wouldn't be able to distinguish them from another church if you have been to a friend's church, for example. Some are very conservative. Some are not. But what that was about is you would sit quietly, and if something came to you to say, you would stand up and say it. Now, I rapidly learned, and I have to tell you, I I was corrected. And in fact, I was. this was uncomfortable for me at the time. Um, because just like any place you can be, it seemed like some people, it was okay for them to talk more than others. And I would like to imagine a place where there would be some equality in that way. And that's probably what a real Quaker gathering should be. But with that aside, um, I tended to talk too much, which is probably not surprising, I see. But with that said, there was this space where people would speak and they would say what was on their heart. Now, granted, usually it wasn't way far afield from the spiritual domain, um, but people would speak. And it's important. It's important to expose yourself to other ideas. And something that's really come through to me recently is just how important it is also to explore history. That is actually a part of our questioning and exploration. The more that we explore history, the more that we explore literature, the more that we revisit, you know, Everybody has an imperfect education in some way, I would wager. And I've often come down upon myself for not remembering a lot of things. I actually really tried. I got um, one of the reasons I didn't become an engineer. Um, People who've listened to this show before know that I'm a computer scientist. That was my main profession. Now I'm I'm mostly retired from that, but um, I had a math degree, and later I got a master's degree in computer science. But when I was an undergraduate, I started out in humanities at a totally different school, is what happened to me. And then when I switched schools to a place where I felt that I could explore more things because It's kind of a long story without getting into that. I actually consciously chose not to go into the engineering program just because the humanities courses that you were required to take were so strictly and narrowly defined because you really couldn't take as many electives. And I wanted to explore as much as I could. But with that said, I don't think it was enough. And we all forget. That was so many years ago. And we need to stop judging ourselves for forgetting. I do anyway, but I'm telling myself this as much as you. But I need to surface it somewhere. I saw a story recently, a study that was done, that whether you remember everything is actually not an indication of intelligence. That people who think about things, who who make 
um, decisions mindfully often store just what is important from something they learned without remembering every minuscule detail. And, of course, we all know people who all their lives are able to remember those things, but not every one of us is like that. So with that said, one of the key things that you can do, and I have actually made it my path to start to explore some things, both in literature and in history, exploring is important. It doesn't matter how young you are. Those of you who are young people, you have the opportunity to explore so much, and yet we all have that opportunity. At my age, I can open up at any time and start exploring some things. I came home from the library tonight with a stack of books (laughs) and a DVD. Shakespeare. I've decided to explore more Shakespeare. I think it has some lessons to share with me. It doesn't matter what you personally choose you'd like to explore. Um, One of the things that fell off the shelf into my hands, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. I had quite a variety of things I brought home today. And I had just been writing about that recently and thinking about it. And why had I been thinking about it? In The Time Machine, if you know this, even from the movie, there are these people called the Eloi. And they not only, they haven't forgotten everything, they were never taught anything. These people simply exist. And they actually are in quite a peaceful space. And I have to tell you, I'm remembering the movie more than the book, although I was quite a reader of science fiction in my youth. So I think there are probably some things I need to explore in the book. And when I say the movie, I mean the old version from quite some time ago. But anyway, the Eloy came up for me recently because what happens in this story is they need to wake up. And it isn't necessarily easy to wake up. There were no books in their society. There was no knowledge passed on, just a tiny little bit that lingered, artifacts, and that was it. We need these things. We need to explore, and we need to let others explore. And we need to freely explore as much as we can because that's how we're going to build a truly functional society. That's how we enhance our relationships. That's how we enhance ourselves. It may seem really basic, but when is the last time that you chose to explore? When it comes to the news, are you genuinely curious You know, you should be. What are other people listening to? What is it that seems to lead them to make whatever decisions they are making? And I'm saying this free from judgment of whatever 
um, group you find yourself in, however you define yourself, I encourage you to listen to multiple sources because I can guarantee you will gain something from that. You will gain compassion. You may learn something that you didn't know before. It can be mixed in among a bunch of other things that have no meaning or no interest or even push you in some way. That's helpful too sometimes. We've become so very tamed in our society. And I think because we're just so busy and we live in this technological world staring at our screens and we've just stopped thinking deeply about things. We've stopped seeing the nuances. We've stopped trying to understand. And we need to. We need to. The live show is coming to an end. And tonight I'm going to try to keep it close to the the actual 30 minutes that I planned. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for featuring the live show under Live and Upcoming on the front page. Tonight I see we've gotten, I kind of pay attention a little bit with work at, at the number five slot, and I am incredibly grateful for that. I don't have to be there to be exploring here for you, but I feel that it opens the door to more of you discovering. And if you want to learn more about this show, this is actually the 10th season of the Frontier Beyond Fear, and the website is FrontierBeyondFear.com. The show has evolved over time. This is like the next chapter. And I welcome you there. So thank you for being here, live audience. Thank you to those of you who have been here across time and across space. There's really no boundaries of time and of space. And I say this almost every time at this part of the show because now we're in the archive version. You're here with me now, wherever you are. I hope this has helped you tonight. Whenever you're hearing it, it's tonight for me at the moment. My dinner's in the oven, and I thought I would just come on the air. And I'm really happy to be doing this again after quite a break. So welcome back to those listeners who haven't heard me in a while. I'm really glad to be here, and I intend to continue to exploring. The anniversary date of the show is nearing this month, so it it really um, really makes me happy that it's continued for all these years, even as it's evolved, which is also important. So take care, everyone, and if you want to know when, this show is coming on. I don't give a ton of advance warning these days, but you can go to the Facebook page. Just look for the Frontier Beyond Fear on Facebook or follow the show here on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't have a login here, it's easy to get, and they don't, in my experience, spam you a lot or anything like that. It's just a simple login where you can follow the shows that you're interested in. And I totally invite you to follow this one. Or Facebook, Twitter, I've been putting them out lately after the show, but I'm also on Twitter. So, um, and under there, um, look for the just Frontier Beyond Fear, that hashtag. 
that'll guide you to the Twitter page. So thank you, everybody, and I will see you next time. Thank you.